Greetings, Maltopians. Are you looking to delve deeper into the world of Maltopia? Then check out our Patreon, where you can find written mythos pieces, world maps, found footage, art, Patreon-exclusive shows, and more. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Maltopia and join one of our tiers for access to great new content. Brave the forbidden and embrace the darkness. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hey listeners, Meltopia has a question for you. Are you a fan of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? What about Red Dwarf? If you answered yes, then grab your towel and head over to Stella Firma, the award-winning science fiction comedy podcast by Rusty Quill. What's in it for you, you ask? How about the misadventure of Stella Firma Limited's highest-born but lowest-achieving planetary designer, Trexel Geistman? 
and his clone assistant, David Seven? How about the design and construction of entire new planets based on listener submissions? How about semi-improvised comedy by award-winning podcasters? How about we stop asking so many questions, huh? How about that? Currently in the middle of its second season, now's a great time to hop aboard. So search for Stellar Firma on your favorite podcast platform or go to RustyQuill.com for more information. Thanks for checking out their hilarious sci-fi podcast and thanks to Rusty Quill for supporting Meltopia. Wes didn't like it when the wind blew. It made him feel like someone was talking behind his back, gossiping just out of earshot, snickering. Maybe it was the way a whoosh could turn into a whisper, or how the hiss of a breeze reminded him of leaky secrets. Either way, both were cold and unpleasant, and both were out of his control. But this wasn't what he was doing here in this place. It was all his decision, and no amount of wind or chatty Cathy's hidden therein could convince him otherwise. But Wes couldn't leave even if he wanted to, not really. Maybe that's why he took the job in the first place. The truth was this was a one-way mission. Of course, it wasn't explicitly stated that way when he accepted the position. But when he boarded the chopper and saw all of the stone-faced black suits, acting mouthpieces for the shadowy voices buzzing in their ear, he was pretty sure he didn't need to ask. And that was fine with him. He honestly didn't care. There was nothing left in that world for him anyway, except a house full of echoes and graves where family used to be. Wes stepped out of his head and took a look around. Everyone was scurrying like ants. The soldiers were busy setting up lodgings and guard posts. Researchers shuttered themselves inside their new canvas-skinned homes. And the nameless suits and ties overseeing everything tried their best to look imposing. It all seemed so desperate to convince, like a well-played act designed to assure everyone that everything was under control. But nothing could be further from the truth. They were in a dangerous new place, one heralded by the great darkness, no less. This wasn't a strange object dug up from some bumpkin's backyard, or an alien structure stranded out in the middle of the woods, 
Those post-darkness artifacts, or obscurum, as they had come to be called, while bizarre, were still firmly affixed to a banal and familiar world. A world of family cookouts and mowed lawns, a world of nine-to-five jobs and traffic jams, a world of mind-numbing TV and pointless conversations. But here, things were different. Here, normalcy was the interloper. Another tide of thick fog was beginning to roll in, and the sun was just barely managing to peek through the thick carapace of thunderheads rumbling above. It was going to rain again soon. Wes followed the lead of his egg-headed peers and zipped himself inside his tent. There, he was greeted by a familiar sight. Microscopes, petri dishes, centrifuges, assay kits. All defenses against a world gone terribly wrong. But among all of these escape routes in front of him, he opted for the simplest. The bed. When he lay down, he could hear the sky making good on its threat as drops of rain peppered the roof of his tent. The soft patter of water meeting canvas seemed to pillow his thoughts. It made them cushy, pliable, easy to rend. He could feel something breaking in, redirecting him, pushing his mind into the slipstream of a greater current and carrying him back across the Pacific, back to a life he was trying to forget. The darkness took everything from Wes. His wife, his daughter, his... Like so many on that day, he awoke into a nightmare. He couldn't remember much save for the hundreds of glossy, beaming faces staring down at him. He had no trouble remembering that. In fact, he couldn't forget it. It took days to climb out of that place, and for every one of those days, a gallery of hollowed-out bodies, each robbed of their insides and firmly fit over what looked like giant mannequin hands, stood over him. He couldn't forget how perfectly terrifying they were, how each person was fitted with a large set of zany, googly eyes, and how their sheeny, almost plastic faces had been stretched into wily, shit-eating grins. After that, he remembered only screaming and climbing, dragging himself over an audience of rotting flesh, barmy stares, and pearly white smiles. The rest of those days were a blur to Wes. He knew only that he'd been discovered near a giant hole located in the Kinderman Woods of Devon, England, which was quite strange given that he lived in Washington State, and that his family was nowhere to be seen. The news destroyed him. Over the preceding weeks, he promptly learned to tame his hysteria, as he could see that the mad were quickly piling up and being herded into the padded, ivory-walled hells that would eventually come to be known as the Wasting Houses. The next few years were hard. His family was still missing, and the terrors gestating in his brain were growing, scratching at the bony walls of his skull, desperate to escape. But he didn't let them. Not after the closure of the wasting houses, or even after he was informed, several years later, that the bodies of his wife and daughter had been found not far from where he was initially discovered. It all took a toll, though. The voices in his head wouldn't shut up, and the visions that were once relegated to the prison of his thoughts had escaped into the wild. 
to fight back, he began to assist with the recovery of his old world and the rigorous process of scrutinizing the new one. As a rather well-respected biologist, he zealously engaged in the study of the darkness's abandoned children. The Obscurum. The Tower of Teeth. Green Lake. Lucifer's Revolver. He inspected all of them and did his best to debunk them. One by one, he ground them into the mundane world they so desperately sought to destroy. But with each one, it became more and more difficult to refute their authenticity, to deny their nourishment came from roots firmly planted elsewhere. Adding insult to injury, the voices weren't shy about reveling in his failure. They laughed and jeered every chance they could get. But things really came to a head when a suspicious sound scratched somewhere below the floorboards of his home. At first, and as any rational person would assume, he thought it might be a trapped mouse or the complaining of an old house. But something about it raised the hairs on the back of his neck. There was a meticulousness to the sounds, an intentionally crafted tedium that clawed at his nerves. It was as if it was trying to get his attention nagging. Wes decided to ignore it and moved into the next room. It followed him. In fact, it traced every step he took, echoing his footfalls with the sound of nails scratching against wood. By the time he had retreated to his study, the noise had become a melodic tapping, playfully singing shave and a haircut from what sounded like the tips of small, dainty fingers. Terrible thoughts crowded the room, each threatening to burst through the floorboards below. The darkness had finally cornered him, forcing him into a choice he had spent years avoiding. He could ignore the truth, continue to hide it beneath the throw rugs of a dying science, or he could confront it and answer the rapping horrors tap-dancing below his feet. The answer was clear. When Wes returned from the garage, he heaved the pointed face of an axe through the floorboards of his living room. The sound of exploding wood mixed with a cacophonous laughter that echoed in his head, the voices never missing an opportunity to heckle their keeper. But that all fell away when he saw what was knocking beneath the floorboards. A hush of fear stole away his screams. Below the shattered teeth of so much lumber and debris, his daughter lay flat on her back. A large pair of googly eyes stared out from orbits that once housed the wet blue irises of a 12-year-old girl. Round felt voids trapped in plastic, mocking the cobalt gems of a once spry and happy child. Below, a yellow smile, beaming grotesque and sweet, stretched beyond the bony limits of her face a face now trapped beneath a sheen of resin and wax. The girl-turned-puppet stretched out her arms, requesting a hug from her long-lost father. But the gesture was little more than theater. Her movement was awkward, lifeless, loveless. Like a giant hand stuffed beneath her flesh was clumsily animating her. And despite his desire to join what would most certainly be his final embrace, he recognized her for what she was. Bait. 
She was a lure wrapped in the skin of a beloved memory, and somewhere lurking beneath was a pointy hook waiting to drag him away. Enraged that his family had been reduced to playthings, he swung down his axe in hopes of finally freeing his daughter. But the blade only found more wood, as whatever monstrous hand had fitted itself with the fleshy countenance of his darling child snaked its way back across the ocean and back into the terrible pit where Wes had been reborn so many years before. Wes broke free from his fugue, veering off memory lane and back to the stony hardship of his cot. With his senses firmly back in the present, he noticed the downpour outside had relaxed into a lazy drizzle. The sky was in between tantrums, the clouds still grumbling like cantankerous old men. So he figured he should try to get out there and take a look around while he could. After all, he'd been here for over 24 hours and hadn't ventured much beyond the drop-off point. No one had, for that matter. But if he was being honest, a dangerous feat, given that psyches were as fragile as fairy wings these days, could anyone really blame them? He remembered the day the recruiter contacted him, a mere month after the terrifying episode with his daughter. The voice on the other line went on about a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and then proceeded to pad that with an extremely generous, perhaps even exorbitant, salary offer. Under most circumstances, such an offer would be met with a simply a where, a when, and the fevered scribbling of signatures. But these weren't normal circumstances. After the events of 1999, the world had become, once again, overtaken by mysticism and religion. And, for some, the prospect of traveling to Grimland, a strange, unexplored continent discovered upon the conclusion of the Great Darkness, was tantamount to a death sentence or perhaps worse. Luckily for his employers, peril was not a problem for Wes. Everything he ever cared about was either gone or had been dragged back into a hold filled with silence and smiles. When Wes finally came out of his tent, he was greeted by the familiar sight of fog, thick plumes of it, pinwheeling in the breeze. The place seemed to exhale the stuff, as if some dragon slept just beneath the surface, quietly breathing hot mists into a lost world. The whole continent was like this, dressed in heavy gloom and unrelenting storm. Trying hard to push his sight beyond the banks of fog, Wes saw the ghostly outlines of trees. From what he could tell, they weren't unlike willows, save for their appendages looking a bit more erratic more mangled. Beyond that he couldn't detect much, maybe outlines of mountains or perhaps large stone formations, but nothing he could confirm. In places where he could see more clearly, he saw long stretches of black grass, which were sometimes interrupted by skines of light gray moss. In other places, he saw queer assortments of flora. Some looked like ashy-colored bromelides, while others were some sort of ivy that had strewn its vermilion petals and vines across large fixtures of limestone, giving the impression that one can, indeed, draw blood from a stone. The place was a biologist's dream come true. Not only was Grimland the largest obscurum on the planet, 
but it was also an untapped source of academic riches. Wes's papers would be published in the most esteemed journals, guaranteeing attention from scholarly elites all over the world. But the prospect of accolades, even from the most hoary-headed of scientists, no longer appealed to Wes. He left a part of himself down in that pit so many years ago, laying with all the rest of the dummies. Grief has a terribly long shelf life, and for those first few years, he coped by attempting to neuter the darkness, using science to deny it any more footing in this world. But despite his attempts, it marked its territory nonetheless. But now he was done with all of that. There were no band-aids for bad memories, and there was no use denying what was right in front of him. It wouldn't bring his family back. He had to meet it head on. Human sock puppets and all. Wes took a step, and then a couple more. Before he knew it, he was at the threshold of Grimland's misty doors. He was only about a football field away from camp, but he might as well have been two twisters away from Kansas. He put one foot forward and entered a place no human had ever known. The fog consumed him, and the voices began to scream. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Maltopia Podcast. For early access to the latest episodes, behind-the-scenes videos, and more, join our community at patreon.com slash maltopia. For original artwork, YouTube narrations, merch, and more, visit our website at maltopia.com. And for the latest news and updates, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. On behalf of Mark, Steve, and Walker here at Maltopia, we thank you very much for your support. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.